This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today... I don't even. I was trying to explain this. <laughs> There's no this way to explain it. To, it's like explaining an inside joke. It literally is explaining an inside joke. Okay, you can try. I tell the story? Okay, because because this episode was suggested by uh, Watzel, wife of the show, Lori, who listens to spilled milk. Uh, which which I always feel like is a little bit weird, and showed me that on her podcast player, we recently did an episode called 7-Eleven Hot Foods. But the way it uh, like broke the line on the podcast player, it looked like the episode was called 11 Hot Foods because <laughs> there was just like this seven hanging out at the end of the first line. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she thought this was really funny, and I did too. And I, was, I said, you know what? We should do an episode called 11 Hot Foods. I don't know what the hell it would be, but we should do it. Yeah. So actually, I think I had forgotten that it was Watzel who who had yeah. this whole idea. Anyway, so, you know, we don't know what today's episode is going to be. We're all just along for the ride together. Yeah. So if you have uh, like any comments or feedback on this idea, send them to, to Watzel at Hotmail.com. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't, don't do that. That might be someone's actual email address. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. So June, when I talked to June about it yeah. this morning, they mm-hmm. were like, so is it like a spike? food or <laughs> good question <laughs> and i was like june this is already more than i know about the topic so where do we begin with this matthew okay so i came up with a premise uh i came up with this last night uh because i was like what is 11 hot foods <laughs> I, I i was the one who insisted that we do this as an actual episode <laughs> yes okay that's right so here's the premise oh and i need to get the prop that's necessary okay okay two props actually first we flip a coin and uh, and one person wins the coin toss. Okay. And that person chooses a hot food. Okay. And that a hot food. Wait, do you mean like from a buffet? I wish. The, yeah, the I wish we were recording this at at, <laughs> at uh, Golden Corral or Old Country <laughs> Buffet. Okay. Uh, Yes, the, the the buffet of the mind. Wow, I, I feel like if, if I was reading some like like you know psych- mm. pop psychology book by like some some PhD and it talked about the buffet of the mind, I'd be like, yeah, that's a pretty cool insight. That's right. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've got a buffet in mind. 
Well, because like, you know, lots of people like I'm sure there were like seven sporkful episodes about like buffet strategy. Yeah. Like, you know, the buffet of the mind, you know, like managing all of the things going on in there, all of the different steam tables. <laughs> it takes it takes strategy. Yeah. Some of them run out of water and then you've got like a dry steam table and it makes a terrible like, yeah. hissing, crackling you know sound. What, you know what makes money is like productivity porn. Like, you know, uh, yeah. not food podcasts. It's, <laughs> some, it's something else. So let's get into the productivity space with the with the what was the mind buffet the buffet of the mind the buffet of the mind okay (laughs) Um, all right so we're gonna flip a coin we're gonna flip a coin and the winner of the coin toss chooses a hot food okay and i came up with five things that might constitute a hot food okay a food that is served at an especially hot temperature (laughs) (laughs) a food that is spicy okay a food that is sexy yes a food that is on fire (laughs) or a food with hot in the name this is perfect. I can't think of anything else. Okay, we, we, we might. But if you think of something on the fly, and I have not done any prep for this whatsoever. <laughs> I have zero hot foods in mind. Okay, so we each are coming up with, with one of these. Right. And so, so and all oh, right, so you explain why you chose it and what you like about it. Or, I mean, just, you don't even have to like it. And then you write a tally mark on a piece of paper. <laughs> then the other host chooses a hot food, which may or may not be inspired by the previous choice. And when we hit 11 tally marks, the game is over. There's no winner. Like, everybody wins. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I need to get a piece of paper to make tally marks on, a pen, <clears throat> and, a, okay, and a coin. Okay, I'm brainstorming. Great. <laughs> okay, I'm back with the aforementioned things. The coin I chose for the coin toss is a nickel <laughs> because I think we have no quarters in the house. Like, does, does, it, seem like, does it seem like only a quarter is, is the proper coin to flip no, for a coin toss? I mean, doesn't everything have a head and a tail? Everything has a head and a tail, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, but all coins? Yeah, all coins and snakes and other things. Okay. okay, ready? Okay, ready. Call it. Heads. It's heads. You go first. Okay. So the first thing that I want to talk about is hot coffee. Okay. So I really love the words hot and coffee together. Like Very evocative. I love it when I am reading something, you know, an essay or a book or something, and I, I see that, like, Coffee has been written not just as a cup of coffee, but a cup of hot coffee. That thrills me. Like it, it me is, too. Yeah, it I love is, it. I, I love it so much. And yet, when I actually consume my coffee, I have to let it cool down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because you have because you have like the I'm cat's a, tongue. I'm a tender baby. So what do you what do you picture in your head when mm, when you when you hear the coffee. phrase hot coffee? Because I have a very specific image of my dad's like thick off-white coffee mug filled to the brim with black coffee. Oh, did your parents have like a percolator? Yes. Okay. Most certainly did. And would your dad have like multiple is cups it, a, a day? A percolator is like a Mr. Coffee that like drips. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just yes. like a conventional coffee oh, maker, yes. like a drip coffee uh-huh. maker. And would your dad have multiple cups a day? Yep. And was the mug all like stained on the inside? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. I think maybe it had like a like like one like black or dark green line around the top, mm-hmm. kind of that sort of mm-hmm. design. That's how I remember it, but I'm not sure. When I think of the phrase hot coffee or mug of hot coffee or cup of hot coffee, I imagine being a guest in someone else's kitchen. It's always somebody else making the coffee for me. And it's for me. It's not somebody else's coffee. Right. Um, and <laughs> and I just... It's not OPC. And it's... It, it, 
<laughs> and I don't have a part- it makes me feel really cozy and cared for. Yeah. Just reading about somebody else's hot coffee makes me feel cared for. I have a story about like the opposite of hot coffee, sort of. Like this is probably not gonna be a story worth telling, but if not, Abby can cut it out. Do you mean um, story worth? No. <laughs> That's right. This episode is probably brought to you by Story Worth. <laughs> a story worth telling. That's their motto, yep. I think. There we go. Um, I'm glad we so, figured that out. Uh, I used to I used to do book reviews for for a local community newspaper, mm-hmm. and uh, so the editor would send me books, and I would eventually get around to writing a review of them. Except one time, I didn't get around to writing a review of this book called "Until the Coffee Gets Cold," which was sent to me by the publisher, and I, I, maybe it was a good book. Like it seemed. I love that you remember the title of a book you did not review. <laughs> well, okay, here's why. It was okay. sitting. It was sitting on my shelf for a long time and I'm like things are like I, I'm just not going to prioritize reviewing this book like it's not going to happen so I like told you know after a few months I told the editor you know what like this just this book just wasn't for me I'm not I'm not going to review this one and by that time I had donated the book to the library because it was sent to me by the publisher and then the editor is like great can you send it back to me oh, so I can no. send it to someone else to review so I had to like buy a copy on Amazon and have it no! sent to me. <laughs> no! I, I felt so dumb oh my god that's terrible <laughs> yeah uh, Matthew, your turn. Okay, uh, I am going to go with ramen, and okay. uh, this could be this could be like uh, instant ramen made at home, or I, I think I'm thinking of ramen in like a, a ramen shop. And the thing is, when I get ramen in the U.S., it's often very tasty, but rarely served at the dangerously hot temperatures. Mm. Of when you get ramen in Japan. And for me, like, you know, burning my tongue on the first slurp of ramen is part of the experience. I want it to be so hot that I just have to, like, sit in awe for a minute. Do you actually burn your tongue on it? Sometimes, sure. Doesn't that just, like, bum you out for, for like, a couple days, though? I mean, like, when yeah. I burn my tongue, I feel... I feel that it's like the volume is turned down on my whole world. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think I think maybe I was like <clears throat> using using that like as a as a metaphor. Oh, <laughs> whoops. I mean, that's not what a metaphor is. Like you're you're a writing teacher. What's a, what it tells my your next choice should be metaphor. OK, yeah. Metaphor as hot food. OK, no. Uh, OK. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay, so I want to I want to take a different approach here, mm-hmm. and this is what I was thinking about on the way over here. So Spotify knows that I am truly like a middle aged lady mm-hmm. on the inside, and and, it, and I mean also, and on the outside, yeah, outside yeah. and <laughs> it, it, cura- it curates these perfect playlists okay, for me. Yeah, I'll hear all about that. Like this. In- include like. Sting yep. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this morning it pulled up what is one of my all time favorite songs by, I think, the hottest food of a man. Like a man oh. who is himself hot food. Okay, wait, wait. I, I let me see if I can guess. Okay. It, it's so it's it's a band, but the it I'm talking about the front man. The front man of a band who is the hottest of foods in man form. Like a hot snack. Like a hot snack. Yeah. And this is this is like not a new band. Oh no. No, um, no. Aria Speedwagon. I don't know. Ah, I can't even picture Aria <laughs> Speedwagon. Me neither. I have no idea what anyone uh, okay, wait, Robin Zander from Cheap Trick. I can't even picture him. He's like he's like a uh, But he wants me to want him. Yeah, he's he's like he's got like bleach blonde hair. Uh no. No, uh, Matthew, you should know. Right, so or is that my, another guy from Cheap You know, Trick? my I don't know. type, I feel like at age 44, I find, I'm finally able to describe my type. Okay, let's Which hear. is that I like men who look haunted. 
Oh, oh yeah. So like, I love a man who looks like a little gaunt and sleepless. I, so, it so, wait, is so how really do you feel my about, thing. Like our pats in Twilight. Is oh that, my god! Yeah. Uh, in the first Twilight, yeah. I was like, that's immediately what came I was to mind. like. Take me now. Yeah, no, he did such a good job of of like just making that face. Oh my throughout god! The movie. I I just love it. Okay, so here is the. Okay, yeah, I'm so excited. The man is Jacob Dylan. <laughs> oh, of course. Okay. Yes. And now good call. He, I mean, he is a gorgeously haunted yes. man. Yes. I mean, I think possibly one of the most gorgeous men on earth today. I'm going to put it out there. And he has been that gorgeous for like his entire life. Like he is a naturally gorgeous person who is aging gorgeously. Do you think he has any regrets about naming an album Bringing Down the Horse? <laughs> Because I feel like that wasn't even yeah, like funny. Was it supposed to be time. punny? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> that that was that that was him, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, anyway, so the the band was the Wallflowers, yeah. of which I really only ever liked one song, and that was Sixth Avenue Heartache. Okay. Which I think is, is such a good song. I love it so much. It never fails to like do it for me. I love that, and I love that you found like a category of hot food that wasn't on the list. <laughs> yeah. Well so, done. Anyway. Yeah, I just I want to put it out there that Jacob Dylan is a food I would eat any day. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe we should like make a list, like so we can read them all off at the end, like as a recap. And yeah. I haven't been, I haven't been making the tally marks. Okay, that's two, three, right? You're you're okay. on your second one, yeah. All right, so so your first pick was hot coffee. Hot coffee. <laughs> then and I picked you did, ramen. Then you did ramen. And then you picked Jacob, Jacob Dylan. Dylan. And that's with a K, right? It's with a K. Okay. That's right. And everybody, just do yourselves a favor and just take a minute and go look up pictures of Jacob I Dylan. I don't think I've seen a picture of Jacob oh, Dylan uh, from this from this, or even like the, oh, the previous here decade. We go. You know, I can help you with that. Okay, you pull that up. Just last week, Spotify first began giving me this song again. Hmm. Uh, you know, what I will say is that I don't, I don't always like his style. Oh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you... Eat that food? The, the, the like, yeah, perfectly messy hair is great. God, I mean, look at that gorgeous haunted man. Those are, those are like, incredible features, like, chiseled. He's chiseled. God, he is gorgeous. I mean, even looking young and stoned like yeah. he does in this picture, I am just like, take me, Jacob Dylan. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastically good-looking man. Please haunt me. I mean, please. Wow, yeah. Like, come hang out. He, he might listen. He might show up at your house. Yeah, just come hang out in my house. And do you, you have a Do you have a Jacob Dylan Hall pass? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, that like a celebrity that you could sleep with and your and your spouse oh. would, be, would be like, okay, yeah, I don't blame you. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I I could have a lot of hall passes yeah, if I want. Sure. Do you have a celebrity hall pass? Uh, no, because we we talked about this how like I we had to like struggle just to get me to come up with one celebrity crush, oh, which was Nigella okay. Lawson. Which yeah, okay, maybe oh, I, no, I would that's have to great. ask. That's great. You know, it's interesting that I think about because there are no women or like non male people I can think of in the celebrity world who I have such a like a hot food feeling about yeah yeah I, my crushes tend to be male mm-hmm. you know they just do okay yeah so anyway jacob dylan 
hot food. All right. My next pick is a food that is on fire, and it is <laughs> any food that someone cooks in a movie where you're supposed to learn that they are bad at cooking because oh. they set the kitchen on fire in a way that is completely unrealistic. Yes, yes. Uh, so recently, um, <laughs> uh, Wife of the Show, Lori, and I were uh, <laughs> hanging out with producer Abby and uh, Hot Pots. Oh, and Hot Pots. Hot Pots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, husband of the producer of the show, Brandon. Um, and uh, we watched uh, one of those uh, like Hulu Lifetime romance movies, yeah. which was like one of the worst ones ever. I may or may not, the title may or may not come to me, but there was there was not only one scene, but it was like a like a Groundhog Day time loop loop ripoff movie. Okay. Um. So like the 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 main woman was like reliving the same day over and over, and had to learn how to not set the house on fire making pancakes, oh, which Jesus. would not ever happen. No, there's like not enough fat to yeah, really get a flame right. going. Um, like yeah, or like if you burn the first pancake, like unless you are literally you know were born without a frontal lobe, you would turn the burner down. You know what I think is a really really good uh like kitchen fire scene yeah is in the movie the money pit yes uh do you remember like there's all sorts of it, it's less about cooking and right. more about like electrical <laughs> electrical <laughs> it's, fires. it's a movie about electrical fires yes <laughs> yeah. but that whole sequence which ends i believe with the bathtub falling through the floor and tom hanks doing his incredible laugh wait is the other is the other lead of that movie Shelley, Shelley Long? Long? Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh my God, it's great. Like, I haven't seen that in ages. Like she's gonna take a bath or something, and they have to boil water for the bathtub. Right. And it like shorts, and and you watch a little flame travel up an electric yes, cord and like spark in the wall and. Yum, yum. <laughs> I mean, young Tom Hanks. Yum, Tom Hanks. Not very haunted, I don't think. <laughs> no. no. Um, young Tom Hanks looks just adorable and, and does such a perfect job of being absolutely horrified and overwhelmed yeah. by the, the way that his house is falling down around him. Anyway, yeah, that I highly recommend that hot food, not food scene. Okay. Uh, your your pick. Oh, I need to, I need to make the tally mark. All right, we're up to four. Pick number five is yours. Uh, <laughs> I just I just realized that as I've been making these tally marks, I'm thinking, oh, cool, we're almost to seven and we'll be done. <laughs> but that's not the premise of the show. Well, we don't have to go to ten. We're the bosses here. We don't have to go to ten because it's eleven hot foods. <laughs> 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 I forgot that that was the title. No, that's, that's great. It's sitting it's on a piece of paper right in front of us, and we've been saying it for weeks. But no, I thought it was seven. You thought it was ten. Now who's got a frontal lobe? <laughs> oh, oh God. Okay. Well, I've got a. I've got a, a food. All right, let's hear it. So when you suggested food that is on fire as a category, mm-hmm. it, it made me uh, it made me nostalgic for the episode when we made bananas Foster. Yes, I think that I was, was hoping one of us probably would bring that like up. a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I feel like but but the flame is still burning. The flame in my heart. still burns. Yeah. Well, part of what it was is it was so surprising how that it was good, good. bananas <laughs> yeah. Foster was, but I don't really remember what it was. It's like bananas with rum and. So do you Syrup? flame the bananas? Like you light them on fire? I think you light the bananas on fire, yeah. Anyway, Matthew, someday I would like to 
eat again in the kind <laughs> of restaurant that would do tableside bananas foster. What what is that? Like does it's that kind of restaurant like still exist? Like, like a, a hotel restaurant? You know, I almost think of it as something that doesn't even exist in the US anymore. Like a continental cuisine yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, it it definitely I don't know how good the rest of the food would be, but the bananas foster might be pretty good. Yeah, I I, I would I would love to join you for that meal. Okay. At this at this non-existent restaurant. Okay, great. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, bananas foster. Maybe sometime we should get together and make bananas foster. I again. think we should. Was that was that on the banana episode? Maybe. Or was it? Or was it like a? I don't think we did like a whole like flaming desserts episode. Mm, well, then when unless did, we did? Oh no, snap. Snapdragon or whatever that that was called was right. the raisins episode, wasn't yes. it? Yes, um, is that what that? Yeah, that is what that's called, isn't it? I think so. Because um, <laughs> we we certainly talked about like what are what are the other flaming desserts? There's crepe Suzette. That's right. There's there's like one. Uh, I was there, about I to like. say peach Melba, but that's not flaming. Yeah, oysters Rockefeller. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was number five. Okay, great. And and we're done. Oh, okay. Um, okay. My my next pick is a hot toddy. Oh, yes. I had one the other night. Oh, okay, good. Then I'm very glad because I don't know what it is. Oh yeah. Um, I know it's like I know it's like a hot cocktail of some kind. I really like saying the name. And uh when we were like I guess all of the all of my picks are gonna somehow relate to uh hanging out with uh producer Abby and Hot Pots the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh because Hot Pots made us uh, a delicious cocktail called the Terms of Endearment that he said was kind of like a cold toddy. And I nodded like, hmm, yes, yes, of course. Was it lemony? Yeah. Okay. So when I make hot toddies, I always pull up this recipe from Epicurious. And it is like one ounce of bourbon. Okay. Um, yep. There was one, whiskey. One ounce of bourbon. I used rye. A tablespoon of honey, a couple teaspoons of lemon juice, and a, like a quarter cup of boiling water. Okay. And it is so delicious. It is like a boozy hot lemonade. Yeah, I think that is that is basically Did you say honey? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that is pretty much what what this cocktail was only cold. Okay. That was very oh good. my gosh. So good. You know, my feeling with it though is so it it doesn't have all that much alcohol in it. Although, you know, between the lemon juice and the bourbon, it does have like a really aromatic quality yeah. that feels much more satisfying than usually like 1 ounce of bourbon in a glass of boiling water otherwise might yeah because uh, that's what i drink that's, all the time well that's what you that's the cocktail you drank during the depression yes that's right anyway <laughs> during prohibition i always wish that it were a little bigger it makes a a cocktail sized cocktail i mean can't you make a big I toddy could, i could but it you know it makes a cocktail sized cocktail but i never put it in a cocktail glass i put it in like a mug and it is like it feels like a quarter inch of liquid at the bottom of the mug and it's gone in an instant. So I want a, a big hot toddy. Big toddy. Yeah. Big toddy <laughs> sounds like a gangster or like like uh, Big Mama from Chicago or. Uh, sounds, I, oh, Big Head Todd. Big Head, big, there big we head go. Toddy and the Monsties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love a hot toddy. Okay. Yeah, we should link to that Epicurious formula, which is 
everybody probably knows how to make their own hot toddy. But I, well, I mean, I didn't because I didn't know what it was till you told me. Okay. But now I do. Anyway, so delicious. And I'm going to make a uh, small one. Yeah, make a small one. You're going to love it. Okay. Uh, you know what? This is not a hot food. This is this is a tangent. But uh, Watson and I decided that for New Year's Eve this year, we're going to get like a bottle of really good champagne. Oh, God, like, that is which the I, best. I haven't had good champagne in a long time. Like normally we get like a Moscato or Prosecco or something, which are absolutely perfectly good in their own right. But I was like, you know, we can afford a bottle of good champagne. Let's do it. Well, and the best thing is that, Matthew, at, you know, the holiday time, they're all like on sale, even yeah. the really good ones. I love to buy a bottle of good champagne around the holidays. And you could get one that would usually be like 65 or $80. And it might be more like 49 Do you have a, which a is champagne? Still a, a lot of money. Yes. But for New Year's, it feels right. You know what? So back when I co-owned Delancey and we had access to, or I had access to bottles of wine that you can't get in the grocery store. Oh, I see through, where this is going. Well, through one of our distributors, we occasionally were able to get like a a grower champagne, like a small mm-hmm. production champagne made by a vintner named Gaston Chiquet. That's a good name. Which yeah. is like a fantastic name, right? Anyway, and I do remember that being really delicious. And it was nothing. If I saw that in a wine store, I don't know what it would have cost, but it would have been more expensive okay. than I would have been willing to, to spend. Oh, well, actually, yeah. What Watzel said was, uh, yes, let's get it at European Vine Selections, which oh, is the little wine nice. shop on 15th. So I'm sure, oh. I'm sure they, they have like only... I'm sure they have like some like big name brand for people come in looking for that, but we'll we'll take like something interesting that they've got. That's going to be really fun. Do you have a champagne stopper? Uh, yes. Because yes. if I know you, you are oh, not going to finish the bottle. Absolutely not. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is your next hot food? My next hot food is hot fudge. Yes. <laughs> Which is a food with the name hot in it. A food yeah. with hot in the name. That's what I mean. So, um, <laughs> what did you say about a food with the name hot in it? That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So, uh, Matthew, you often make hot fudge. I love making hot fudge. I never make hot fudge. Hot fudge is one of those things where, like, I know I could make it, but it's so satisfying to get it out in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. There is something that feels so wonderful about going into an ice cream shop and being like, yes, I would like hot fudge on my scoop of of ice cream. Like it is one of those. Okay, hold on. I have to introduce a kind of silly concept, but that I really like. (laughs) Okay. Is it everyday luxury? No. Is it? No. So my spouse is 
pregnant. Actually, by the time this episode airs, I don't know, maybe they won't be pregnant okay. anymore. But anyway, I mean, by which I mean, they hopefully will have delivered the yes, baby. Yes, yes. Yeah. I th- everybody knew that. Good. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> so we have been attending this, this like pregnancy group at their, at the midwifery clinic mm-hmm. we're going to. And at the end of every meeting of this group, the facilitator always has some silly little exercise for us to do. And recently it was, she had us go around and, and say what our pet Steve was. Whoa. And I had never encountered this concept, but it's like the opposite of a pet peeve. A pet Steve is Is it named for Steve from uh, Sex and the City? I'm sure that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and then there's, so what would, what would go with a pet Steve that has Miranda in it? Oh. That's a, a good question. Anyway, my my Miranda. My, my Miranda. Miranda. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, your pet a pet Steve is something that is like relatively small, but gives you like disproportionate pleasure. Oh, okay. The yeah, same yeah. way that like a pet peeve is usually like a small little thing that just drives you nuts. Yeah. Right. So this is the opposite. I would say that a pet Steve is getting hot fudge on your ice cream. Absolutely. You know, it's yeah. just like a small thing that feels so special. It gives you pleasure disproportionate to the Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, yeah. If they've got it, I will order it. Yes, yeah. Like, that's that's like, you know, it's so it's so good sometimes to be a grown-up and not have to ask anyone if I can get hot fudge God, or not. Great? Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah. That is not, however, the pet Steve that I mentioned in our pregnancy group. Okay, what was it? What I mentioned then was the smell of our dog's ears. Oh. And I don't usually like the smell of ears. <laughs> like, ears just have kind of an but ear smell. I, I, I've noticed you know that I mean? you go around smelling a lot of ears yeah. and, and, uh, and giving, like, thumbs up, but mostly thumbs down. Well, ears often just have, like, a really, like, waxy smell. I do don't think I've ever smelled Try an smelling ear. smelling some ears. Okay. Anyway, but Gilbert. Listeners, <laughs> lend me your ears. Gilbert occasionally. So I would say like a third of the time his ears smell like ears. <laughs> a third of the time his ears just smell sort of good, but not, not anything identifiably good. And then the other third of the time his ears smell like melted chocolate, like warm chocolate. Nare I say hot fudge. Wow. Dare I say hot fudge. Ne'er, ne'er do well. <laughs> anyway, that wow. was what I said my pet Steve was, smelling my dog's ears. It truly like floods me with good hormones. Okay. I like that. What's your pet Steve? Oh, my pet Steve, not my next hot food? No, no. Oh, your pet my, Steve. my pet Steve would be the, the pondering donut from, uh, from Mr. Donut in yes. Japan. I think about it all the time. It's like a $1 mass-produced donut from a big donut chain store, and it's just the most beautiful, perfect thing. <laughs> I feel like you're going to tear up if we talk about it anymore. Yeah. Okay, Matthew, what's your next hot but food? But it's not served hot, and it does not qualify as a hot food, although I'm sure I could like somehow shoehorn it into that definition. Uh, my next hot food is, I'm not going to try and say the name of the dish in uh, in Chinese, but it is the, uh, the Sichuan chicken dish where the chicken is in little tiny chunks and like fried along with a massive pile of dried red chilies. Mm. Um, and you and you kind of pick through the chilies to find the uh, the succulent little salty bits of chicken. There's also some like ground Sichuan pepper involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just such a such a good dish and like, you know, whoever first came up with it just was it was just like a brilliant move. I think that I have only had that once. 
you're right. It is uh, this wonderful, like toasty, fiery yes. kind of heat. Yeah, and it's, um, it's not it's not really toasty. like super spicy because yeah. you don't eat the chilies. It's right. uh, you know that's part of like the presentation, but it is spicy, and I would absolutely call it a hot food. I mean, mm-hmm. come at me. Yeah, yeah. So Sichuanese spicy chicken. Okay. Not gonna forget the tally mark. All right, that was number eight. Okay. Food that is spicy. I, yeah, no one said this would be easy. Like the first eight hot foods, sure, anyone can do that. But 11 hot foods, that's for the professionals. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with uh, a recipe that I first learned about from you mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And it is a Thai dish that consists of stir fried ground beef yes. with a lot of holy basil and fresh chilies. Yes. You squeeze lime juice on it mm-hmm. right before serving it. You eat it over rice with a fried egg. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the name would be in in Thai. Do you? Pod by Krapao. Okay. I want to say. Okay. I thought of it recently because I wanted some. I wanted to do something with ground meat that was like more interesting than mm-hmm. like the burgers I would usually do, uh, and I didn't really want to take the time to make like a bolognese. So I dug out that recipe, which I wrote up on Orangette, I think in 2012. Oh my gosh, it is so delicious! And what I particularly love about it is that you can. It only calls for I think like six to eight ounces of ground beef. Yeah, but almost every. Every time I make it, I forget that and like chuck in the entire pound (laughs) of ground beef that I've brought home from the grocery store. And it like the flavors, all the flavors in it always magically stretch to like enclose all the meat. And then you wind up with leftovers. Mm -hmm. The spiciness only gets like more interesting the next day. So, yeah, it's like a lot of garlic, Thai chilies, and then a lot of basil. So good. Ah, oh, I love that dish. Yes. Do you do you serve it with a fried egg ever? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes. You probably already said that. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was, uh, wait, I lost count. Was that number nine? That was, um, I've done, I've done five. So, yes, that you've done four. So that was number nine. Oh, my God. We're getting so close to okay. the end. Woo! All right. My next pick is uh, baked pasta in the style of Al Forno restaurant. Yes. From the, from the uh, cookbook Cucina Simpatica. There are like eight different recipes there, but uh, in there. But the, the uh, basic premise is the same for all of them. We talked about it on the Krusty Corners episode and probably other episodes. You uh, parboil some pasta, like shells or penne, for like four minutes and then toss them with a, a creamy sauce, creamy cheesy sauce, put it into, into a couple of small baking dishes and then bake it at like your oven's highest possible temperature for like 10 minutes until it gets crusty on top and bubbling. And it's the kind of dish where it comes out of the oven, You it smells so good and it looks so good and you want to eat it right away but you cannot because you would get hurt and so you have to like let it sit for five minutes before you dig in unless you're some kind of like you know maniac uh, asbestos mouth daredevil yeah maniac but and those are like the longest five minutes of your life but then you are rewarded with this uh, crusty cheesy delicious pasta dish yes that was number 10 so okay. that means you're taking us home here oh, unless i lost count i'm i'm, I'm really no, that, afraid that was number 10 I'm, I'm uh, so God, number 11. Yeah, this is, there's a lot riding on this. Um, let's, let's look at the categories again. So we, okay. we've had, that okay. was a food served at especially hot temperature. We've had some spicy foods. Okay. We've had some foods that are on high, on higher. 
<laughs> We've had some foods that are on fire. We've had uh, foods with hot in the name. Have we had any sexy? Oh, of course. Uh, we, yes, Jacob we had Dylan. Jacob Dylan. Yes, but yes. let's come up with another sexy food. Let's come food. up with another we sexy food. We can work food. on this together. I think, like, wasn't wasn't one of our you know, first episodes, like, like romantic food? I think so. Because, like, so, yeah. That was a long time ago, though. Let's think about this because I, I'm Because we've curious. only gotten more romantic since then. I know it's hard to imagine this, but Matthew, if you were, like, dating mm-hmm. someone today- not just dating your spouse. Yeah. Okay. Today. But dating like a new person. Okay. And you were going to cook for this person. Oh boy. What is a food that you think is good, good date food? Mm. This is really tough. It is really tough. I think some people would be like, ooh, sashimi. <laughs> I do not feel that way at all. I don't feel like eating. Is eating... that what they would say when they presented the sashimi? Or crudo oh, or something. Crudo. crudo. Yeah, no, I think some people think that like crudo is because like, sexy because food. it's like like human flesh kind well, of. Well, yeah, but also like it it leaves you feeling like light, light, and, yeah. and and ready to like be acrobatic in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like very gymnastic. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I I don't really want to eat. I, I feel like fish is not something that makes me feel sexy. Mm. Yeah, like. I feel like I need to set aside the whole like you know will you will you be too weighed down for for like carnal acrobatics yeah question because like I, I feel I feel like that's kind of like a red herring anyway so I guess my answer is red under- herring I never understand what a what a red herring is could you define <laughs> it for me um I mean I think I just used it incorrectly but a, a red herring is like something something in a story that you think is going to be important but was actually a misdirection oh okay okay. Okay. Uh, I think fallacy is the word I was looking for because like cuz cuz you can have sex before dinner. It's fine. Also, sex doesn't have to be acrobatic to be good. No, that's where you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> oh. I guess I it just has, revealed too much about like, myself. Hoops. Hoops. <laughs> Flames. So, yeah, flaming yeah. hoops. Flaming hoops. That's, Rings of that's fire. number number 11 is flaming hoops. <laughs> okay, so I'm I've been dodging your question you have. for too long now mm-hmm. cuz like I feel like, you know, something something that's going to, like, make the whole house smell really good, like a like a stew of some kind. Like it's I'm thinking about that because it's winter, but like something something that makes you want to cocoon like, you know, you're you're you look really skeptical. No, of like, no, I'm just thinking about stew. it. I'm thinking about how good your house smelled when you were frying onions for a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, maybe Philly cheesesteaks is thinking, the answer. Would it be like a fantastic date? To like go out with somebody who makes you a really good homemade Philly cheesesteak, or would you develop like terrible gas afterward? Yeah, I mean, but but that but I think that'd that's be longer after than you need to worry about. Yeah, yeah. So so I think uh, I think maybe Philly cheesesteak is a good answer. Is that <laughs> is that your pick? Yeah, let's go okay. with that. Let's uh, food that is sexy. Philly cheesesteak made yep. by Matthew. I mean, that's why that's why people in Philadelphia are just like constantly getting down. 24/7. Yeah, the birth rate there is off the charts. Everybody's yeah, like That's right. They they have no concept of contraception. That's right. Okay, well god, Matthew, did we get 11? We got 11 hot foods and would you like a recap of what they are? <laughs> Please. Hot coffee, ramen, Jacob Dylan, cooking fires in movies, bananas foster, hot toddy, which we'll link to that epicurious episode in the show notes, hot fudge. Let's include the spilled official spilled milk yes. hot fudge recipe yes. in the show notes. Sichuanese spicy chicken, which is called La Zizi, I think. Okay. Thai uh, stir-fried ground beef with chilies and uh, and holy basil, pod by Krapao. 
very hot baked pasta in the in the Al Forno <laughs> tradition, and uh, and the sexiest food of all, Philly cheesesteaks. I think that's a, I think that's a really good pick, the I Philly cheesesteak. I, I think I'm I think we made an incredible list. These are now enshrined in the Smithsonian. <laughs> These, are These are eleven hot foods. Like you can go like like how I went to see the Magna Carta. Like you can go see like the eleven hot foods like scrawled on parchment in low light in a glass case at the Smithsonian. You which know, which of the Smithsonians? Like weirdly, it's in the Air and Space Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, also, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose like. I'm going to try to narrow it down to one favorite photo of Jacob Dylan. Oh, okay. And, and we're going to put that gonna, in the show we're notes. We're going to put it in the show notes. Fantastic. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm so glad like we have like working show notes again cuz cuz for a while it was pretty dicey. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to uh to host Matthew and producer Abby for their hard work on our our back end. <laughs> 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 That's true. You're, I, Talk I've about been, a hot I've been food. waiting for someone to thank me for that for a long time. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Shall we move on to some segments? Let's do. All right. Let's get segmented. We've got 11 segments for you today. No. <laughs> Go on. All right. Okay. Shall we begin with spilled mail? Wait, is this from anyone? <laughs> Oh, uh, oh it's Sophie from, and Mitch. Sorry, listener Sophie and Mitch. I forgot to put it at the top. Okay, here we go. It's set. This is uh, this is me reading Sophie and Mitch's uh, mail. <laughs> That's a federal crime. <laughs> Hold on. All right. It's Saturday night, mid December. Toronto is windy and frigid. Dinner is fast approaching, and we don't have a plan. To supplement some leftovers, we whip up some green lentils, poached eggs, and dressing. You might even call it an impromptu bistro night. Here's our question. Is there a word or quote which sums up the serene joy one feels after improvising a meal that turns out to be unassuming yet just what you needed? Delicious yet modest. This success certainly doesn't happen every time, but when it does, we notice. Sincerely, Sophie and Mitch, loyal listeners since cheap beer in early 2015. I do not remember doing a cheap beer <laughs> I episode. Don't either. So I have no good answer to this. I don't have like a quote or, or term at the ready. I think impromptu bistro night is great. I just lo- enjoyed this email uh, because uh, it sounded like Sophie and Mitch had a really, really successful uh, evening. And I like that we did a cheap beer episode. I forgot about it. Matthew, when, what was the last improvised meal that you made that turned out to be just what you needed? <sighs> this did happen to me recently, and I'm trying to think. There were a couple of times recently where, where I said to Lori, like, I made that, that dinner, like, just out of stuff I found in the fridge, and it was really good, wasn't it? What was one of those things? I think one of them was a baked pasta. Like we had some, mm-hmm. so like like a half a cauliflower that I had like you know done like some roasted cauliflower and like didn't know what I was going to do with this other half cauliflower. We had like you know two thirds of a pint of cream and uh, some pasta in the pasta drawer and maybe some like mozzarella and parmesan cheese mm-hmm. and uh, you know that that makes a real good dinner. That sounds fantastic. Like and you, when you when you use cauliflower in the baked pasta, you can throw cauliflower florets in with the boiling pasta mm. and par cook them together and it works perfectly. Mm. 
How about you? Have you had this experience recently or do you have a quote at the ready? You know, it wasn't totally improvised. Uh, My mother wanted to kind of eat down some stuff out of her freezer. And so I was helping her go through the freezer and we found a pack of Skagit River Ranch breakfast sausages. Mm. And so we decided to do breakfast for dinner, which when I was a kid, I think I've told you this, it was like a weird breakfast for dinner that was like (laughs) based on some diet my mom was on at the time. And it was like steamed spinach with a fried egg and cheddar cheese on top, grated cheddar cheese. So anyway, we did a version of that. We did um, Skagit River Ranch breakfast sausages that I have to say I cooked perfectly. Like they were so golden and gorgeous and snappy. Beautifully fried eggs with crispy edges. I sauteed some spinach with olive oil and a lot of garlic. And then we had baguette and salted Kerrygold butter. That sounds fantastic. it was so Mm -hmm. good. Like every element of it was as good as it could be. Oh my God, it was so good. You know what I'm just remembering is that one of my hot foods was going to be hot links because I have some like Louisiana style hot links in the freezer, but I forgot. Oh well. We'll have to save it for our next (laughs) hot foods episode. Uh, Matthew, what's your snacking? Hey, what you snacking? You gotta tell me what you're snacking. Or I'll release the kraken. So what you snacking? What you snacking? So the other day I went to the pool. I'm, I'm so glad you asked. And uh, I hadn't been to the pool in a while. And I forgot that after I go swimming, I get real hungry. And luckily there's an AMPM mini market across the street, which uh, was like the convenience store of my youth. It's always attached to an Arco gas station. And uh, I, when I was there, I found a new flavor of Lay's, which uh, uh, was Lay's Autobadas. And so it's like uh, kind of spicy, lemony, cumin-y. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they, I thought they did a really good job with it first of all it's in a gold bag which which is pretty cool because like the first like i took a bite of the first chef and i'm like this isn't like as punchy as, as i was expecting but then like they really nailed the oh but now i'm gonna reach back into this bag like it got me like and and i like you know demolished the whole bag very quickly really tasty chip wow good job food scientists and then i saw them at safeway so i think they're readily available they have like the world cup logo on the front okay. for some reason because they're like the official chip Okay. Wow. That is the work of, uh, that's like, sounds like a very well-engineered food product. I think so. Yeah. I was happy with it. I'm not going to say that it was perfect, but really well-engineered. Perfect is a strong word. Yeah. So for me, what's your snack in? So we're recording this episode in December Mm -hmm. and we are still working our way through June's Halloween candy. Oh yeah. And I had my first So when I was a kid, Three Musketeers was my favorite candy bar. Okay, yeah. In recent years, I've kind of looked down upon it. I've had the exact same experience. Because I've been like, that's sort of like a one-note texture. It's kind of mostly air. Mostly air. It doesn't have a lot going on in there, different Mm -hmm. flavors or textures. And yet. And yet. So I had the other day the like single bite size like not yeah. even the snack size oh i know exactly like what you mean the yeah. tiny the little, little one yeah. i mean you you always are left wanting more but that little cube i have to say was like the perfect amount to have as i was like running out the door to go run some errand in my car i love it grabbed that little cube oh my god I think I have to get a full-size Three Musketeers soon and, and really spend more time with it because actually like the the whipped nougaty stuff in there has almost a caramelly quality to the chew of it yeah, I know as you, you work your way through it. 
It was so good. I I feel sad that I have missed out on a couple decades of eating Three Musketeers just because of my own stupid prejudice. Okay, I'm going I'm I'm to do better. Get myself one. Well, but like am I going to try and hunt down the little teeny tiny one? Oh no, no. Get no, a bigger I'll just, one. I'll just get, get a, big, a bigger big one. musketeer. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Matthew, do you have a now but wow? I do. It was a last minute now, but wow, that uh, that YouTube served up to me this morning. And I was so happy it did because I have uh, discovered a new a musical artist that I love. Her name is Spelling. That's her the name she performs under. That's uh, Spelling with three L's. And uh, the video that I watched, I'm going to listen to the whole album soon, but uh, that I recommend and I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, the song is called Boys at School and it was a live on KEXP recording. So she was in Seattle with her band uh, and recorded at our local independent radio station, uh, which does amazing like in-studio performances. This song is, it's a seven-minute epic. It takes you places. She's a brilliant singer and songwriter, and everyone playing on this is just giving, they are bringing it. Like there is an incredible, it starts with incredible piano. There are like great backup singers. Uh, you know, there's a cool bass player. There's like some some unexpectedly like rocking electric guitar. I really love this song. So uh, go check it out. Delightful. All right. So that is the song Boys at School by Spelling with three L's. Yep. All right. Uh, our producer is Abby Circatella. Please check out Molly's Substack newsletter at mollyweisenberg.substack.com. It's, and, uh, it's called I've Got a Feeling, and Molly gets a lot of feelings I <laughs> and, and sends them to, to my inbox. That's right. Matthew makes music. Did you know? I do. I don't have any to announce right now, but uh, it's 2023 now, and I will have some music that will be released this year for everyone's listening pleasure. Awesome. It's coming along pretty well, and I think you're going to like it. Yay. You can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe you already have. It really helps. And uh, you can hang out with like the chill people who listen to Spilled Milk at uh, everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com. Indeed. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, um, why don't you like come in the cut the kitchen? Wow, <laughs> gross. <laughs> okay. Uh. I was I was trying to get to something about smelling your ears, but but like let's just leave it at, at what, whatever I said. Okay, I'm Molly Weisenberg, <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Food that is on fire. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <clears throat> God, I have so much mucus in my throat. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.